0: Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Friday, November 3rd, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you had a good week. hope you're looking forward to a good weekend. Now, if this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories, but we do have a new episode every day. That's right, every day, Monday through Friday, taking the weekends off. Now, each day gets progressively harder. So today is Friday, which means that today will be the hardest day of the week. Hopefully your Friday is an easy day. I hope you have a nice day. But no, for trivia, today trivia is going to be the hardest that we can make it. Now, as always, if you find this episode challenging, I can't say I'm surprised. Of course, it's the hardest day, but I think you should just take the weekend off, relax a little bit, come back on monday we're gonna have the easiest day of the week for you on the other hand if you find this episode to be a bit too simple well i don't know what to tell you this is as hard as we make it so without any further delay let's get into today's round of questions with question number one when was the tamagotchi digital pet first released The Tamagotchi first came out in nineteen ninety-six. The Tamagotchi, which is a word meaning roughly egg watch in Japanese, is a handheld digital pet that was created in Japan by Akihiro Yoki of Wiz and Aki Maita of Bandai. It was released by Bandai on november twenty-third, nineteen ninety-six in Japan. in the United States on May 1st, 1997, quickly becoming one of the biggest toy fads of the late 90s and the early 2000s. As of March 2021, over 83 million units have been sold worldwide. Most Tamagotchi are housed in a small, egg-shaped handheld video game with an interface consisting of three buttons. I happen to remember I had a Tamagotchi as a kid. Don't know whatever happened to the thing. Hopefully, it's still alive. It's still out there doing well. Uh, I haven't thought about it for probably 25 years. So, hopefully, it's doing okay. In any case, that was a Tamagotchi. Came out way back in 1996. Question number two. In which sport is the America's Cup awarded? And that would be in sailing. That is a cup for sailing contest. The America's Cup, informally known as the Old Mug, is a trophy awarded in the sport of sailing. It is the oldest international competition still operating in any sport. America's Cup match match races are held between two sailing yachts. One from the Yacht Club that currently holds the trophy, known as the Defender, and the other from a yacht club that is challenging for the cup, of course, known as the Challenger. Matches are held several years apart on dates agreed between the defender and the Challenger. There is no fixed schedule, but the races have generally been held every three to four years. Most recent America's Cup match took place in March of 2021. Now, I looked it up. I watched that match from 2021 absolutely fascinating first of all I did not know that they went that fast they're moving at about 55 miles per hour sorry I don't have the kilometers in front of me I mean that's pretty darn quick for a boat also something I did not know is that while they're sailing the entire boat is pretty much up out of the water they're sailing on like these fins that are stuck in the water absolutely incredible you watch the guys they're moving around they're cranking things up they're running back and forth it's very impressive So in any case, they're doing all of that work, all of that work in sailing to try and win America's Cup. Moving on to question number three, which Hawaiian musician was well known for his cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow? And that singer was Israel Kamakawiwole. Apologies on the name if I mispronounce that. Israel Kamawiwole, also known as Iz, which is what I'm going to call him, was a Hawaiian singer. He achieved commercial success outside of Hawaii when his album Facing a Future was released in 1993. His melody of Somewhere Over the Rainbow and What a Wonderful World was released on his albums Ka Anoi and Facing Future, and it was subsequently featured in several films, television programs, and television commercials. The song has had 358 weeks on top of the World Digital Songs chart, making it the single longest leading number one hit on any of the Billboard song charts. Let me say that again. 358 weeks on top of the world digital song charts. It is the longest leading number one hit on any of the billboard song charts. That is very impressive. Very impressive is that is somewhere over the rainbow and what a wonderful world by Israel Kamakawiwola. Moving on to question number four, who wrote the book, the metamorphosis? And that author is Franz Kafka. *Metamorphosis*, which in German is *Die Verwandlung*, is a novella written by Franz Kafka and first published in 1915. One of Kafka's best-known works, *Metamorphosis* tells the story of his salesman Gregor Samsa, who wakes up one morning to find himself inexplicably transformed into a huge insect. And subsequently struggles to adjust to his new condition. The novella has been widely discussed among literary critics who have offered varied interpretations. In popular culture and adaptations of the novella, the insect is commonly depicted as a cockroach. Now, I had the opportunity to read this book. I took a uh, German literature class as part of my uh, German education in college. That was not high school. That was college at the time. And I could choose between Metamorphosis or a Hermann Hess book called Beneath the Wheel. And I chose the Hermann Hess book. So admittedly, I have not read Metamorphosis. Don't know what it's about. Sounds like a crazy book for someone to simply wake up and they're a giant insect. But in any case, apparently it's world-renowned. Might, might have to check it out. That is Metamorphosis written by Franz Kafka. Moving on to question number five. In what country did the Sepoy Mutiny occur? And the Sepoy Mutiny that took place in India, the Indian Rebellion of 1857 was a major uprising in India between 1857 and 1858. It was against the rule of the British East India Company, which functioned as a sovereign on behalf of the British crown. The rebellion began on the 10th of May, 1857, in the form of a mutiny of sepoys in the company armies in the garrison town of Meerut, that is about 40 miles northeast of Delhi. Uh, it then erupted into other mutinies and civilian rebellions, chiefly in the upper Gangetic Plain and central India, though incidences of revolt also occurred farther north and east. The rebellion posed a military threat to British power in that region. It was finally contained only when the rebels' defeat in Gwalior on June 20th, 1858. Now, Sepoy, by the way, is a term for an Indian infantrymen so the sapoy mutiny that's what it's named after and it took place of course in india moving on to question number six what is measured in mickey's that's mickey m-i-c-k-e-y what is measured in mickey's And a Mickey is the measurement of a computer mouse, the movement of a computer mouse. One Mickey is the smallest resolvable unit of distance by a given computer mouse pointing device. It is named after Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse cartoon character. Mouse motion is reported in horizontal and vertical Mickeys. Device sensitivity is usually specified in Mickeys per inch. Typical resolution is 500 mickeys per inch, but resolutions up to 16,000 mickeys per inch are also available. So, mickeys, apparently it's a play on word. Mickey Mouse, you know, it's supposed to be kind of fun. If you ever, for whatever reason, need to know the measurements of your your uh, computer mouse, just know those measurements. Those are in mickeys. Question number seven. What Benedictine monk is said to have invented champagne. Now, he didn't he did not invent champagne, but what monk is said to have invented it. Now, this is a name you've probably heard. That monk was Dom Perion. Dom Pierre Perignon was a French Benedictine monk who made important contributions to the production and quality of champagne wine in an era when the region's wines were predominantly still red. Now, popular myths frequently but erroneously credit him with the invention of sparkling champagne, which did not become the dominant style of champagne until the mid-19th century. It's about, uh, it's about... 100 years maybe after he was alive. The famous Champagne Dom Perignon, the prestige cuvee of Motte and Chandon, is, of course, named after him. You've probably heard of Dom Perignon. The remains of the monastery where he spent his adult life are now in the property of that winery. So that is Dom Perignon, allegedly, but not necessarily the one to have invented Champagne. Moving on to question... Number 8. Who was Saturday Night Live's first celebrity host? And that very first host was George Carlin. When SNL first show first aired on October 11th, 1975 with George Carlin as its host, It was initially called NBC's Saturday night because ABC featured a program at the same time titled Saturday night live with Howard Cosell. After ABC canceled the Cosell program in 1976, the NBC program changed its name to Saturday night live, starting with the 17th episode of the second season, the episode hosted by Jack Burns on March 26, 1977. Every night, Don Pardo introduced the cast. It was a job that he would hold for 39 years until his death in 2014. So, all the way back in 1975, the first episode or the first show of Saturday Night Live, that was hosted by George Carlin. Moving on to question number nine. Which country popularized the Tim Tam Slam? Now, that was first invented in the land down under in Australia. All of the Australian listeners right now are just screaming at their phones, screaming at their computer, we invented it. I know, Australia, you invented, you popularized the Tim Tam Slam. Now, for the rest of the world, myself included, we probably don't know what a Tim Tam is. So, let me break this down for you. A Tim Tam is a brand of chocolate biscuit introduced by the Australian biscuit company Arnott's in 1964. It consists of two malted biscuits, separated by a light, hard chocolate cream filling, and coated in a thin layer of textured chocolate. The Tim Tam Slam is the practice of drinking a hot beverage through a Tim Tam. Opposite ends of the Tim Tam are bitten off. One end is then submerged in the beverage, and the beverage is sucked through the biscuit as though the Tim Tam itself were a straw. Now, when I hear this, I envision like uh, people take Twizzlers, right? You take a Twizzler, and you can bite the ends of a Twizzler off and use it as a straw. That's kind of what I picture. Now, evidently, what happens is that the crisp interior biscuit is eventually softened, and the outer chocolate coating begins to melt, at which point the biscuit is then eaten. Now, other names for the Tim Tam Slam are, of course, who can forget? It is the Tim Tam Shotgun, the Tim Tam Bomb, the Tim Tam Explosion, the Tim Tam Bong, and the Tim Tam Suck. So, if I ever go to Australia, I am definitely going to try the Tim Tam Slam. Got to go see a koala, maybe a kangaroo, and a Tim Tam Slam. Those three things, and I'm good. That's what I got to go to Australia for. Moving on to question number 10, our final question of day. In the harbor of what city was the Greenpeace flagship, Rainbow Warrior, sunk in 1985? And that ship sank in the port of Auckland. That's Auckland, New Zealand. Got Australia on the show, got New Zealand in the show, can't forget their neighbors to the east. The sinking of the Rainbow Warrior, codenamed Operation Satanique, was a state terrorism bombing operation by the action branch of the French Foreign Intelligence Agency, the Directorate General for External Security. It was carried out on the 10th of July in 1985. Now, during the operation, two operatives sank the flagship of the Greenpeace fleet, Rainbow Warrior, at the port of Auckland on her way to a protest against a planned French nuclear test in Maruro. Fernando Piera, a photographer, unfortunately drowned on the sinking of the ship. Now, this is a very strange story, and and as far as I'm aware, many Americans don't know this story, but it's true. The French sent two operatives to sink this ship that was stationed just outside of Auckland, New Zealand. And unfortunately, one man died. That was all the way back in 1985. That took place just outside of Auckland. So that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round a bit too simple, I don't know what to tell you. This is as hard as we can make it. And uh, I guess you can pat yourself on the back. On the other hand, if you found this episode to be a bit uh, a bit too challenging, well, why don't you take the weekend off, relax a little bit, come back to us on Monday, where we, we're going to have the easiest day of the week. I want to thank all of you again for listening to my daily trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you on Monday.